Pick up your swag, let's go! G'day and welcome to another episode of How Long's a Yarn. I'm your host, Jacob Boylan. I know this applies for a lot of people and their grandmothers, but Daphne, my grandma, is the sweetest, most caring person I know. She's a devoted Catholic with an excellent sense of humour and a never-ending love for her family. After I'd interviewed Gemma Clark in an earlier episode of this podcast and learning about her experiences as a woman, I couldn't stop thinking about my grandma and her experience as a woman. I gave her a call and in a way we'd never really spoken before, she shared some of her stories with me. This is a small snippet of our conversation. My grandma was born in Port Lincoln, South Australia in 1941, and after meeting my grandfather, who was visiting on a naval ship, moved to Woolaware in the Southern Shire, Sydney, where she raised my mum and her four siblings. She still lives there now in the same house, one of the last remaining houses from that time. I hope you enjoy our yarn. Did you notice like a difference in the kind of attitudes of women or something a bit, like as opposed to growing up in Port Lincoln? incredible grandma yeah. yeah like carrying all, all of that well I just don't sometimes I think how the heck did I do what I did do like taking two little babies and expecting another one on a train to Adelaide all day to go to Melbourne and then find that nine o'clock at night you had to get out of the station that because the train was running late to get to Melbourne and you um, had to wait at another, uh, like an outside of Melbourne station for that train to come through to, uh, to take you to Adelaide and then get a plane to Port Lincoln with your luggage, your pram, and two little kids. That's crazy. I, I just don't know how the hell I did any of that. <laughs> really. Oh, that is but, like, I think that... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like women, like from what I see around, yeah, like I think John, like John was pretty good. Like when he was here, like we cleaned the house together, perhaps on a Friday night or things like that. But now you find that 
the men are more doing childminding and all that, and while the wives are working or doing their own thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's more common for it to be a bit more yes, balanced. Yes, I think that's, um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but... Because uh, I think the mother, uh, to me, a mother is important in nurturing the children. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, it's kind of, I can see, um, you know, how some women, not necessarily as, not as a burden, but, you know, that they are, um, like, blessed and cursed that they are the ones that carry the child and, and are so heavily yeah. relied upon in a way. Yeah. yeah, well, that's it. But, now, yeah, but that's what I think. Yeah, when I look around now, I'm like, yeah, women, a lot, well, most women now are out wanting to work and be out doing a lot of stuff rather than be at home and they don't do their housework because they get in a cleaner, mm. which... Um, well, it's a luxury. Yes, they like that. As <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, I don't know, I was brought up, I was brought up in a different era. And did you ever think, or like, did it ever cross your mind as you got older that you're like, oh, I would have loved to have done this or studied this or got a job doing that or anything? Oh, no, sometimes I wish perhaps that I did know a little bit more. <laughs> knowledge of the world and that but that wasn't really open to us either like because um, um, you know it's only later years when travel became so easy that people could go anywhere yeah um, but I'm, I'm not at all sorry with the way my life's been no of course you're not you know and um I wouldn't swap it for anything. Do you ever like? But think... I did. I when I worked, I did like working. Yeah. Do you ever? I never really, never thought too much about it. It was just something I did, and and uh, I suppose I had a mother that she, with seven kids, she just devoted her life to the kids and. When we left home, one of my, uh, Christine, asked her how she could let us all go because we all moved out of that town. Mm. And she just said, I just wanted you all to have a better life. Because she never sort of said, oh, I wish you wouldn't go or anything like that. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. And, uh, like, I just look at, um, you know, like even what you've done and there'd be so many women like you to to have, I don't know, just done so many uh, incredible feats just because that's what had to be done, you know, and, and your attitude of just getting on with it. Like, it's always, yeah, been so... Yeah, well, that's it, that's it, yes. I think however life takes you, you have to do the best that you can in the situation you're in. Yeah. You know what I, um, and yeah, and I've been really happy with my life, really. I wouldn't swap it. Do you think, um, 
like you know how you said when you moved to Sydney that you like you know you didn't have really have groups of other women that were a similar age or had had similar experiences or whatever do you think like those I don't know do you think that um I guess ability to be able to share um experiences with people is like like beneficial you know like having yeah so you know Pam and John yeah you know only Pam and I was John yeah Woodward they were at the funeral up right up the front they were by the only friends that here that I had when John you know Grandpa only just got in touch with John because he'd been to school with him and John went he was he'd gone to university and all that but my John he hasn't he left school early and um, went to work and then joined the Navy. But because I was coming here, he got in touch with them so I'd have someone here. And they've been our best friends ever since. And then I've met through school, well, the only other a really, really good friend is, you know, Jane, Mrs. Newbury, really, yeah. Through the through mum going to school. Yeah. But I never really went out seeking friends and things, if you know what I mean. I'm just. uh, I don't know how to explain my life. It's pretty boring, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) It's not boring, though. It's pretty amazing. But I mean, like, why. Was there a reason why you didn't seek friends or did you just feel content or was it because you had too much stuff to do at home or um, I don't know um, really <laughs> um, I think to um, maybe because um, it's only through school that I, you know, I met people but we lived in a, at the time, this area was a bit of a wealthy type area. And though the people were nice, I suppose I felt that they were, I was a bit out of their league. And also I think they all had children who were before me, the ones that, um, you know, they, so they'd all become friends. Already. Before my kids started, yeah. Do you think that was like and, a... That feeling was a bit of a like, like a bit of a class thing from you coming from. Yeah, but that was only in my head. Yeah, well, like, yeah, in a way. You know, but that. Yeah, it, but it, yeah, perhaps you know, yes. It's like obviously intimidating no, I don't enough. I know that, that maybe yeah, I think that's a bit how it was. Hmm. And also, like, your experience coming from, a, like, a rural area. Yeah. And as you see, because we would have been classed as a poor family. Hmm. You're either poor, and the rich weren't really rich, but they were... There was rich or poor. There wasn't sort of middle class or whatever like there is now. Yeah. And they weren't really rich. They were just... 
richer than Probably. you. Probably. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that. It's pretty um, interesting, especially in, like, Cronulla now, how it's just, like, everyone is pretty much like a wealthy middle class. Like, they're not really rich, but they're kind of new rich and... The would-be, would, what is it? The would-be, could-be's. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, that's what I think. You know, some people are like that. They, I find that uh, they neither, but they, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're fighting. Oh, I find it, well, when I think about it, that like people, um, yeah, more isolated now, if you if you like, I could say, because you have neighbours, but you don't you say hello and you wave, but they're not like the neighbours I had when I first came to this house. Mm. Neighbours I had when I first came to this house came over and offering their brooms and mobs and help and they remained like Evie and I don't think you know Evie but um, they were just wonderful people but now everybody fences off their place, shuts off things, there's no over the fence or, mm. or no one would come in and take my washing off the line if it rained. You know, <laughs> which which we would do, I would do when I first came here. And I guess it's yeah that um, in in a weird way or like in a different way, it was that community was like everyone could rely on each other. That's right, and also now people drive cars all the time, so that well. Well, the only time it really was with COVID, the people were out walking dogs. <laughs> but that's all sort of stopping again now. And um, But now everybody's mostly drives and you don't see them. You might wave. What about... Yeah, they are there. Your neighbours are there. And if you needed help, they'd probably help you. Yeah. But they don't... Go out of their way to do know, it. they don't... Um, What about through church and stuff? Did you have friends through church or not really? No, not now really. Like, there were acquaintances, but I don't even get to, haven't been to church now for, well, since soon after Grandpa died because they closed, you know, the church. With COVID, they had it streaming. (laughs) (laughs) But I still... I'd see people if I went there and just say hello, how are you? That I've known probably from you know many years since the kids were little. See, that seems odd but to they're me. They're not my they're friends, but they're not been friends. <laughs> it seems odd to me a little bit that like you know the church is meant to be this. Uh, well, it is you know like this community of um, similar minded kind of people and that that should be the basis of a community but it's still quite mm, isolated it in a way. It may be, it may be, but as again, I never went out visiting. See, when we first came in our little church in St. Francis, 
was a community. Mm. That was family. When all the kids were young, this family would have that seat and that family would have that seat and you didn't take anyone else's <laughs> seat, but they were families and you'd gather outside afterwards and chat. But when that closed... And then you only had the San Aloysius Church. I didn't feel like I belonged over San Aloysius mm. because I didn't have that. There were three or three masses on that day, so you never had that community. I never felt I had that community that mm. we had when we had St. Francis. Would you, um, did you ever like... And all... You go. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, and also, too, another thing, Jacob, was when the kids were at school, they used to have baits and cleaning bees and all that down there at the schoolyard, and then people, you know, gathered there helping out, and that was good, too, because you met up with people, but then they stopped all that, so that's another part of your community went. But I never sort of seeked out community like you know? Because you didn't feel like you needed and it? I did work too. Was it because you did, felt like you didn't, um, it wasn't something that you needed or because it was something you, you felt like you didn't belong to? Uh, I don't think I needed it. Uh, I don't know. Mm. And then, then all so many things. Um, you're just looking after you. when you've got a few children. That's all really your life is devoted to. Yeah, and I guess that's why um, makes sense in a way. Like your dedication to our family is just like incredible. That that is, you know, your community in a way. Well, that, that's what it is, I guess, yeah. and I didn't really feel the need for anything else, and we weren't entertainers or anything like that either, you know? You mean like you didn't have people over and stuff? Yes, only Pam and John, you know, and they'd come and play cards or something like that, but then, you know, um, time went on, they had their family grow up too, and the grandkids and things like, and different things keep you apart. But it was so good because they came last week, called in after, since John's funeral. And uh, oh, that was nice. really lovely to have visitors. Do you, have, do you reckon you had a favourite, um, like a favourite time period? Oh. Where, like, where the world kind of made the most sense or was, you know. Well, I can't really think of anything. The world, to me, has always been pretty good until the last couple, two years now, nearly two years, mm. when it's everything changed. That's, I would say that's the worst thing I've ever known in my life. Even 
you, oh, yeah, that makes me sad, Grandma. I know you miss Grandpa a lot, but is there things that you want to do? Like, <laughs> is there anything that you were like, oh, um, I can do this now? Finance. Where do you want to? What do you want to see? I've got no idea. <laughs> Whatever's in front Maybe of you. Maybe like, eh? <laughs> whatever's in front of you. Yeah, whatever's in front of me. <laughs> you know, um, well, I mean, I just get out every day here. Yeah. Even if it's just down to the park on that. But if you were going to get in really the car and drive, which direction would you go? Well, probably. Well, first up, I'd want to see my sisters that are still around. Down in Adelaide? The year since my older sister died on Wednesday, this Wednesday. It's Greg's birthday on the first, and my sister died that day last year. Mm. Older sister who I really love, and yeah, if I could probably do that, but it'd be nice to go back up north again, like we did with Stephen, mm. and go to Bundaberg and spend some time there and look around. Because my mum was born there, and we only just drove through that on our way to Cairns. Yeah, I would love to go and do that bit so. Great-grandma yeah, was, was nice. born in Bundaberg. And um, maybe go back up to Cooktown where when we drove through the Dane Tree and we went to Cooktown, but we didn't have a lot of time and we just had some lunch there, I think, and then we drove... Uh, yeah, because John liked it there too. It's so beautiful. A ship stop there, yeah, it is. It's a, yeah, you know, and maybe do that, but it's not worrying me that I don't do it. But mm. I, I just worry now that time has gone far too quick, and what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> You've done amazing things, Grandma, but I reckon. Well, I don't um, regret anything. No, but you know, you may as well. You may as well just... To be honest, Jacob, Grandpa and I really just lived week to week. Mm. You know? Even when we went to Cairns when your mum and dad had the accident, we were just living 
the um, hotel was good because I gave us breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they were really good to us. Um, but, um, yeah, we just lived week to week, so we, we, we didn't really have money to go off anywhere. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of How Long's the Yarn, proudly supported by the Eltham Hotel, the best hotel in all of the Eltham. I'd also like to thank Sex Drive for letting us use their track, Australian. I'd also like to acknowledge the Bundjalung people on whose unceded land this podcast was recorded. I'll catch you next time. <laughs>